welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums. And this week is the first week we're without Laurie. So my co-host this evening is a joint co-host. We've got Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi, Craig. How are you doing? It's uh, weird you've been here without Laurie. That's it, aye. I'm glad I'm, I'm backed up today by uh, our fellow co-host. That's it. Hello, Greg. How are we doing, lads? Good to be back. Nice wee week off last week, but... Um, back ready to go. Back, you fresh. Fresh, full of banter, as you'll no doubt not hear over the next 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> I was I was thinking about the how I introduce you as guests every week, but you're not really guests anymore, are you? You're, you're part of the, the podcast team. So I think I'll upgrade you to co-hosts. Someone <laughs> <laughs> to get a wee badge and everything? There? Get a badge. There's no, there's no increase in salary or anything like that. No. Aye, so... <laughs> It might be a short podcast, we'll see how it goes. I've got to edit it tomorrow, so I don't know how that's going to go. I'm not sure there's going to be any fancy music or anything like that played over the top. No Star Wars or anything? <laughs> no, no, I definitely can't do that kind of fanciness. Even the, the fade-in from the start with the music, that I'll struggle with that. I'm feeling a bit under pressure this week, so I've not brought a, an impression to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be the, the, the sort of running theme these days. I was going to work in my Jimmy Savile, but I've not had time. Well, you could just you could just sneak it in. Chris done it last week. Just add a little bit. Aye. <laughs> so I thought we'd start off with the, the SPL review, as we, we normally do. And we're going back to last week. And the first game up was on Tuesday night. And it was Dundee United against Kilmarnock. And Dundee United had been on a, a pretty decent run. Up until I think they, they drew 0-0 the game prior to this, but they, they've continued that run with an impressive 4-0 victory over Kelly, who are who are looking very they're looking woeful. They're looking disappointing after the the decent start to the season. Did either of you watch it? I, I've watched the highlights of it since the, it was played, but I think uh, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, come on, look, we're going to miss Pascali. And other than the Rangers game, it seems to have gone exactly that way because they just went at the races against Dundee United from what I could see. It was 4-0 going on 8. It's surprising because they, they can be so good, as, well, as they've shown against Rangers, beating them home and away. But then they come out and do this and you just just terrible defending from them. Yeah. I think um, I, 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 I'm starting to get a problem at this point in the season because all these games are just merging into one for me now. I've, I've seen too much football already, so... I think I've maybe only got another month or so left, and then I'm I'm just going to be uh, I'm just going to be confused about the whole thing. But uh, it's, it's one of these things. It's, it's one side that are on the way up at the moment. Certainly, Dundee United look as though they're they're picking up a wee bit of form, and Kilmarnock look as though they're heading in the other direction. So the to be honest, the, the scoreline mid midweek was nearly that much a surprise. Although um, did most of the goals not come second half? Am I right in thinking they were, they were all second half? Yeah, all second uh, half. Not only that, but they came. The first one came for a penalty, which was it was a definite penalty. It was a foul on Mackay Stephen, and that resulted yeah. in the red card. So, Kamarnock spent most of that second half with ten men. I mean, uh, Dundee United are they're, they're looking good up front at the minute. They've got, as you say, the boy Mikhail Stephen and um, uh, John, uh, big John Daly as well. I think is a, is a decent SPL striker. He's he's a guy that's going to get you. Um, you know, 15 goals a season. He seems to be, I think he was knocking the penalties and seems to be getting on the score sheet as well. A big Gavin Gunnan as well that was that was motherable um, last season. And uh, I, we'll go into the, mid, uh, the weekend game later on, but I think he's 
he's starting to turn in decent performances and he's also chipping in with some goals as well, which which always helps. Yeah, you've got Paul Dixon as well, Johnny Russell. I is an impressive team when you look at the individuals and they, they do seem to be coming on to a game at the right time of the season. So in the, the predictor, I went for a 2-1 victory to Dundee United, so I would have got one point. Laurie went for a, a one-each draw. And Chris, you went 2-0 to Dundee United, so you would have got one point as well. So on Wednesday evening, the first game up is Celtic against Dunfermline, which Celtic won 2-0. And I think the main thing I want to mention in this was Mulgrew. Mulgrew's goal. I know I often get a bit overexcited about goals and say, oh, goal of the season, but I think that has to be up there. It was a, just, just a belter of a shot. Were you there, Chris? Yeah, I was there. I had a, I've got quite a good seat at Celtic Park. It wasn't behind the goal that he scored into, but I was at the other end and I got a good view of the, the swerve on it. I have to say it was probably wind assisted because it was a it was blowing a bit in the park that night, but uh, still can't take it away from him. He's hit a target. The keeper stood no chance with the swerve on it. He's been, what, 35, 40 yards out maybe? Yeah. It's a cracking strike. But, I mean, it was... The game itself was, if uh, the Dundee United game was 4-0 going 8-0, this was 2-0 going 22-0. It's just Dunfermline just offered nothing at all. I think Dunfermline, to be fair, they'd set out to play that way. Probably because he'd seen Celtic hammer Hibs 5-0 and thinking at that point in time they're levelling points. Maybe the goal difference will come into play at the end of the season, so the, the less they can get humped off Celtic, the better. I kind of feel sorry for the, the Dunfermline travelling fans because they were never offered much for them. And If you've turned up to watch a good defensive display, then maybe that's what Dunfermline offered. I thought their, their goalkeeper had a good game, but even then, it 2-0 flattered them, I think. There was far too many shots from Celtic were going wayward. Uh, there was a, a shocking miss from Stokes just at the start of the second half when he, he found himself in acres of space at the, the back post and somehow managed to put it wide. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was nervy in the stadium when it was 1-0, but you know that, if you've already seen Mulgrew's shot go in with a, a bit of a wind assist, you think, if Dunfermline try one for long range, there's always a wee chance. Yeah. So I think once the, the, the Forest goal went in and he slid in at the back post to get that, then it was it was time to calm down, but I, I wasn't really nervy, nowhere near as nervy as some of the games had been at Celtic Park. Aye, I think, I think a lot of people were predicting a cricket score um, with that game midweek and certainly you know, you look at the result and it looks as though Dunfermline have done okay, but certainly having seen some of the highlights and read some of the reports of the games, I think they were a, I think they were almost in the wrong end of a of a sore one midweek. So it might take some heart by the fact that it's only two 0 but the game probably um, probably tells a slightly different story than the scoreline. I think when it comes to Dunfermline, they know that it's not going to be the games against like Celtic and Rangers, it's going to be the games against Hibs and the games against Kilmarnock that are going to yeah. be the, the deciding factor as to whether they stay in the SPL this season. Definitely. So in the, in the predictor, I went for a 4-0 victory to Celtic. I was a wee bit more confident in them uh, breaking down the defence. Laurie went the same, 4-0. And Chris, you got it right in the button, 2-0. Yeah, that's something like three correct predictions in a week. Yeah, I mentioned to you on Twitter that you should start putting money on it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that, that might be me for the season. I think I'd had about four correct scores in the, the past three or four months. It did do me pretty well in the, the February predictor, uh, the forum, but sadly not well enough. Yeah, CD Sutherland ended up winning the, the February prize, £20. 
there was a there was a time when I thought my dad was in my in my chance. I think he got the one of the games right at the weekend, but he, he said he must have been watching it very closely because he, he mentioned that CD Sutherland had the same three points in the same game. So it must have been the St Mirren Aberdeen game he was watching. Well, congratulations to him on that. A nice little twenty pounds is always good at this time of year. Always, always I. So next game up on the Wednesday is Motherwell against Hibs. It sounds a belter a game. Uh, I watched the highlights and the highlights were good, but I don't know if it, it did the, the game justice because I think most of the goals, if not all of them, were in the second half. I really uh, Hibs Hibs and one 0 one 0 up at half time, but um, it was it was a really good game. Motherwell and Hibs don't seem to do. Um, low-scoring games up at Fir Park, and this was the this was the rearranged fixture, the the, the fateful Friday night uh, fixture where one of the floodlights uh, went to fire when we were one down. So um, it was a rearranged version of that, and as a result, they'd they'd made a bit of a mess in the abandoned game. They'd been dishing out vouchers, um, you know, willy-nilly. So I, I think there was something like three or four thousand vouchers dished out in the night, and those vouchers have then um, fallen into the wrong hands and. People have got tickets, and I've, I've I've never seen I've never seen Fir Park that full out with your know, Rangers Celtic game, and, and God knows how long. So, I mean, it made for a it made for a big crowd and a decent atmosphere. But the first half, I thought I thought Hibs started really well. Um, the, the boy Griffiths was back in the side, and and almost from the kick off, he looked as though he was he was really in the mood. Every every time he got the ball, um, he looked dangerous and, and put us under a, put us under a fair bit of pressure. So. I mean, Hibs and won the up at half time, and they, they probably just deserved to edge it. I think um, based on chances, we had a couple of half chances at the other end, but nothing, um, nothing particularly clear cut. But um, second half, I think, uh, I think McCall must have uh, must have kicked one or few backsides because we came out the gates really well. We, we were lucky we got we got a penalty pretty early on in the second half, um, with, with the keeper bringing down the jammer. Came from a, a horrible mix-up in the, the Hibs defence as well. Big Higdon uh, stuck that away with uh, quite a bit of confidence. We went two-one up. Uh, I'll be sort of five, ten minutes after that, and uh, this is see, this is where my memory starts dropping. I, 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 I can't remember <laughs> if it was if it was um, it was Murphy get this get the second one. Of course, some decent work with Daly down the left-hand side, cut across, and he's, he's got a tap in from about a yard. Then Hibs come back in there, it went two each, they went down the other end and again we're having we're having trouble defending set pieces at the moment and the ball's bobbling about in the box and somebody's managed to get a foot on it, it's got a deflection and get in, so it's it's gone to two each. Then going back up the other park and uh, other side of the park and again uh, some s- some decent football again. I think it was Higdon's overhead kick, the third one. Yeah, I think it I because uh, Ajama hit the bar. Ajama hit the bar yep. and Murphy's Murphy's back heeled it back in and the big man's pulled a an overhead kick out of uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> ah, and said, oh, it's um he, he's more known for his sort of aerial presence, but um when I saw the ball coming across and I saw him shaping up for I thought, oh, here we go. He's gonna sky this over a bar. But up no, fair play to him, he kinda fell backwards and tucked it away. So three two were looking reasonably good. We went we got a penalty then. We went to four two. Of course everybody's thinking that ah, that's it, you know, game over, but Mother will be in mother one and Hibs being Hibs, they uh, they get another they get another goal up their end. It came from came from a throw in. I think <coughs> excuse me, to throw in somebody's passed the ball across the the face of the goal and I don't think they showed this in the highlights but, but Randall's taken an almighty swing at it. Missed the ball completely. Gone about three foot in the air. Yeah. 
and of course the, the ball <laughs> the ball's trickled out for a for a corner. So sure enough, corner back in, ball bob on about four three. So it made for a pretty nervy last ten minutes. But I mean, if you were there as a neutral, which I think there'd be a fair few people there on these uh, on these free tickets, and it was a it was a cracking midweek game. Sometimes these games are a bit of a damp squib, but we bit of boxing when uh, Hibs scored their goal in the in the goal mouth. Yeah, uh, we we bit of argy bargy. We bit of trying to hold on to the ball and a bit of handbags, but um, it was big Randolph and Hutchison that were involved. So I don't think MDF Hibs was was too keen in uh, taking that much further. But it's a big big three points for us. It comes off the back of an excellent drubbing of Hearts on the <laughs> uh, on the Saturday, the uh, the three 0 drubbing, which which really should have been four 0 Or he's not uh, here. <laughs> you can come <cabin. laughs> I know he's going to listen to it though, so <laughs> I, keep, I want to make sure I mention the four, the three 0 drubbing perhaps at the weekend. It was a it's an important game for Motherwell because although this was before the, their game against Celtic and well they, they still are I suppose pushing for the second place against Rangers, but that was them playing their game in hand, so closing it down to three points was was important for them just to to put the pressure on. Definitely, definitely. I mean, especially having done so well against Hearts. On the Saturday, and get a really good result. We really didn't want to go to Hibs, which is yeah, a, a, a lower end of the table side, and, and drop points. So it was, it was a big one for us, and it took the pressure off a wee bit going into the weekend's games, and that we had the we had the points on the board um, sort of earlier on in the week. So yeah, no, it's, it's 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 a really good result for us. It's good because it means you can put the what like the Celtic game behind you now because you've played Celtic what three times this season but Rangers have only played us twice yep. so there's always that chance that the, the three points you lost at the weekend can come back with if Celtic beat Rangers at Ibrox yeah no that's, that's right we've, we've, we've got Rangers to play again but I think that's up at I think that's up at Fir Park before the before the split next month so again that's if, if the, the points stay relatively close then that could be could be a big game uh, European football Greg will you be travelling? Um. I don't know. I, I don't. If you'd asked me last Wednesday, I would, I would have said I think that's third place, more or less tied up. But off, off the back of the weekend results and having a real look at the league table, I'm, I'm, I'm just not as confident now. I think uh, St Johnston are, are nine behind behind us. They've got a game in hand, so that could quite easily drop to six. So it's 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 not quite done and dusted. But I, I mean, it's, it's it's a massive it's a massive prize for us if we were to. Um, if we were to get that third place spot, it would be nothing short of miraculous, given the given the resources at the club. Well, yeah, and if if Rangers do fail to get the the European license and Champions League qualifiers, as it's, it's I, 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 nobody wants to get too carried away, but I mean that's that's some of the talk that's going around at the moment. Well, that was a lot of talk uh, midweek, but certainly after Saturday's result, there wasn't quite so much. Um, Packing their passports and <laughs> looking, out, looking at the suntan cream, I think they were brought back to earth a wee bit. But I know, I mean, if we, if, if we can keep, if we can finish the season the way we've been going the last month or so, then I'm pretty confident we'll, we'll feature in Europe at, at some stage. So, in the, in the predictor, I went for a 4 0 victory to Motherwell. I didn't expect Hibs to put up much of a fight, uh, not as much as they did anyway. Laurie, he went 2 1 to Motherwell, which surprised me because normally he does go for Hibs. He's a wee bit of a Hibs fan. And Chris, you went for a 3-0 victory to Motherwell. Yeah, I think well, I think we need to start uh, taking this game for what it really is because this is the this is the actually the game that's uh, set the SPL record for the highest number of goals in the, the single game. We had six each game we had in, oh. back in May 2010. Apparently that's actually very probably a world record. 
the six each for a, a record for a, a score draw. They Is found, that right? Yeah, apparently they found a few more, like Genk and Westerlo in 1999 in Belgium or something, and then Western and Arsenal in 1930, but they were all six each. So they can't find anything more than that. So as far as high-scoring uh, draws go, yeah, I think you're up there. Yeah, we had, we had a, we had, I think we had a previous record when they played Aberdeen. I think it was 6-5. That would, have been, that would have been a good few years ago. But yeah, I, I remember the six each game. There was a there was a missed penalty in that game as well, so it could have been could have been a whole lot more. But I <laughs> a, a really entertaining game, you know, if you were it was a ten at again again the other night, so if you had been sort of of the mind of popping up and watching a game of football, you'd have been well rewarded. That. That's a good value for money. So moving on to the, the weekend games. And the first game up on Saturday was a twelve o'clock kick off on ESPN and that was St Mirren against Aberdeen. The, the first half, nothing nothing really happened in that. <laughs> uh, I feel bad saying that, actually. But, yeah, it wasn't a very good first half. And the game didn't really come to life until Hasselbank scored his goal. And then, I'm sure I'm sure Derek Ray mentioned, was it 39 seconds after the restart? Aberdeen scored to make it one each. And the game kicked into life a bit, but, but sadly there was no more goals after that. So, it finished one each. We had all went for... Nil nils. We'd all went for Paul Vans because <laughs> we weren't expecting much. But I think I think the second half was fairly decent. Yeah, I mean there was one incident in the first half where uh, Ryan Jack put the ball in the net, but it was flagged for offside. Uh, correctly, but it looks at because uh, the initial ball in Jack would have been onside, but there's a flick on for Vernon. That means uh, Jack had moved into offside position, so it was a good spot with the, the official there. But yeah, I mean two good goals. I thought. In the game, the, the Hasselbank finish was, was well played and it was good advantage from the referee because it was a, a foul in the, the build-up before it, but the referee kept playing and obviously it was uh, St Mullen's advantage. And then, of course, what you say, just like 39 seconds or something later, there's another good goal for Vernon. Uh, worth noting that that's St Mullen's first goal in over 400 minutes in the SPL. <laughs> oh, you made 400? Yeah. Oh. That was something like four nil-nil draws in a row or something. <laughs> that's a good start, Chris. That's why you're the statue. Uh, it was um, actually, more, more or less the same as Chris. I thought it was a, it was a crack finish from uh, Hasselbank. And I really, uh, he looked as though he enjoyed it as well. He had a really uh, enthusiastic celebration as well, running, running away shouting and screaming. Oh. But uh, both both these sides, I think, need to be looking, looking for three points in that game just now. It's kind of getting to that stage of the season where if either one's got aspirations for top six, you know, you these are games you need to be picking up full points, so a point for either of them is probably not great on the day. Yeah, at this point they're looking at, if they don't get top six, they're not going to get relegated, it's going to be a sort of pretty boring end of the season. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem with the split, isn't it? When you when you get to that kind of, it's just the safety zone where, you, where you're stuck in, in seventh place and you, you potentially go more points than the, the team above you, but you can't go above them in the league, uh, just what is the point? I'm not a fan of this plot at all. I was um, reading tonight, actually, the, the reports that McCausland's broken his eye socket after this game. That's the, the second injury like that after Mastorovic's in the, the St. Johnson game. So that's, uh, that's a, a painful, nasty one. Uh, Mastorovic, uh, that still gives me the heebie-jeebies. When he, when he stood up and it was just, it was like instant, wasn't it? it was, oh, yeah, it was caved in. Yeah. Just horrible. Oh. Right, so, so moving on to the Celtic against Motherwell game, which finished 1-0 to Celtic. And Greg, I've got to admit that I was disappointed. I wasn't expecting big things from Motherwell, but is it true that they only had one shot on target? 
They did. They had um, they'd one shot on target, and that was uh, it was almost a pass back. I mean, Foster's going down his near post to stop it, but it was never ever trouble on the keeper. Or I'm, I'm not even sure it was going to creep in at the near post. But I mean, I was at the game. I was at the game Saturday, and if we need to remember, the last two times we've been at Celtic Park, we've, we've been thumped four 0 and five 0 So I think. McCall's obviously had that in the back of his mind. He's maybe set the team up to be a wee bit more um, defensive-minded as um, as opposed to what we might do at home. But the downside of that was, I mean, I thought we looked relatively comfortable in the middle of the park at stages and we defended well um, at different stages of the game as well, particularly the first half. But you know, any time we got the ball and we were looking for that sort of out ball, I mean, we do Jama and, and Higdon and Murphy. And to be honest, none of the three of them really really get much of a touch in the ball the whole game and it just meant that every time we lost possess- uh, possession Celtic were coming back up the other end of the park so I mean we didn't get leathered but by the same token I think I'd, I'd said this to Chris after the game I, I, we, we just looked as though the best we would ever get out of that was a was a nothing each which I mean I would have taken before the game but when you're going there to watch your team and you know that they're just you know, creating next to nothing in terms of attacking football it's kind of difficult to sit there and get very enthused by it but um, we've played reasonably well but I mean we're, ne- we're never going to trouble a, a sideless Celtic uh, not in the run they're on anyway 20, 20 domestic wins in a row 17 wins in a row in the league it's a ridiculously good run I mean uh, the, the domestic wins in a row record goes back to before Jock Steen now. that's how, how impressive that run is yeah but um, I, I mean it might just be because I, like, the previous two games were against Hibs and Dunfermline and I don't rate either of those teams but I quite enjoyed uh, Saturday I thought it was a really good game I thought Motherwell actually played pretty well we certainly missed Scott Brown in the middle of the park which may have been why uh, Motherwell seemed to dominate the midfield so well um, I know what uh, Greg's saying that the, what the likes of Higdon and Ojama and that didn't really get much of a sniff but I, I, I mean I, I was I was quite keen to see Ojama because I've heard good things about him and I thought the, the tussle he had with Kelvin Wilson was really good I thought uh, he, he was causing all sorts of problems for Wilson yes they never really troubled uh, Fraser Foster but I think it was more than the, the Celtic defending rather than anything else uh, it wasn't exactly great at the other end to be fair I um, I thought Motherwell defended pretty well at times. The ones that got through, uh, Randolph was dealing with. The goal itself came, I don't know if uh, Motherwell fell asleep because there was a point, it was literally just when we'd made a substitution for Stokes and then we had a throw in that came in, Samaras chested it into Hooper and Hooper puts the ball in the net. So I don't know if uh, it was a, a case of Motherwell just switching off for that minute, or but, but uh, it was it was pretty much the only way we were getting a goal. I mean, I think for the goal, you're, you're right, Chris. I think we definitely, I think everybody had one eye in Stokes coming on, to be honest, because, I, because when, the, when the board and I turned to my mate and I was saying, oh, great, here we go, Stokes on that, so as now. And of course, from a, I think it was just a long throw in into the box and like you're saying, just a chest down and a, a good finish from Hooper. But we'd, we'd, we'd been defending that type of ball reasonably well up to then, so it's disappointing that we've, that we've lost a goal from that. And, and you're right, I think Randolph had um, a couple of good stops first half and maybe a combination of not, not so great finishing with Celtic as well, first and second half. But um, it's just a bit, it's a bit depressing. You know, what do you do? You, you, you go to Parkhead and set your team out to have a go and end up getting a doing, or, you know, you, you set your team out to be a bit more defensive and it doesn't really make for very exciting fear for your away support. So it's, it's a difficult one for McCall, I think. I think he's wary of the fact that, you know, at this stage in the season, we're on a decent run. You don't want to go four or five down at Celtic. So he's maybe... He's maybe just sacrificed that one with a, with a low-scoring defeat. 
So see from the, the highlights that I've seen, I thought that, that Samaras seemed to have a, a decent game. He did seem to go on a, a few mazy runs that that didn't really go anywhere. And he maybe had a shot where he, where he could have played it out to the right. But, but I thought he had a decent game. Yeah, I, I, I thought, if anything, Hooper was the one that let us down. I know he got the goal when he was man of the match, and he actually said after the game, when he was interviewed by Celtic himself, that he, yeah, he got the goal, but he was a bit disappointed in his own performance. I think I think Samaras played really well. Um, I think he possibly played even better when he went out wide and we went through a brief spell where Hooper and Stokes were up front together, and that was that was probably Celtic's best spell, and he was just causing absolute mayhem in that wing. Uh, he likes his he likes his runs. <laughs> he seems to be a very hard player to get the ball off. Oh, he is. He's. I, I don't know many players that can have the ball like when it's stationary so far away from him, and yet not let the defender get round him. He just seems so strong. And when he done the the chest down for the goal, I think that that, that really just showed that off to a T. That as long as he doesn't put his hands out in front of him for the chest, which he often does for a handball, but. In that situation, no defender's ever going to get round him because he just he knows exactly what he's doing. Definitely a, a big strength of his and his runs as well. Uh, he can he can get by a player. He needs to stop trying to get by a player two or three times, and he yeah. also needs to stop going on a run back to the halfway line. But I he's, I think he's a good player, and I, I'd play him more often than he gets played because I think especially on the left. Aye, I think he's good. He's not your traditional winger, but cutting inside, aye, I would have him in my team. Yeah, he always, he always does well against uh, Motherwell Samaras, regardless of whether it's home or away, because it's always kind of surprising when you hear maybe some, some of the Celtic supporters not that keen on him, because any time I've seen him in the flesh playing against us, he's always he always looks the part. He looks like a, like a classy footballer, and that was that was, that was was definitely the, um, give the case on Saturday and it's, it's interesting Chris was mentioning the jammer there as well I thought I thought he's probably his poorest game since he since he came to the club on Saturday and, and he wasn't getting a lot of the service but the one or two times he did get the ball what he's been doing in the past is he's you know, knocking it into the into corners and going for a run getting to the byline cutting it back and just none of that was, was working for him and it culminated in him throwing himself to the ground in a horrible dive in the box in the second half which he was he was rightly booked for so um, I mean, at least if that is his bad game, he's kind of got it out of the way in a, a fixture who we're not expected to, to take it from. But he's, he's, he's got to be careful. He's picking up bookings. He's collecting bookings um, left, right and centre. I think that's having four yellow cards now. And he's, he's, he's only been at the club two months. So he's another one um, that's sort of creeping up that list of players who are almost close to suspension. I mean, that's the, the other sort of downside from Saturday was... Um, I think Big Hutchison got booked as well, which means he misses the Aberdeen game along with uh, along with Clancy. We've got Keith Lasley misses the Dunfermline game next week. We've got Jennings and Hamill one booking away from a suspension. The Jammers two bookings away. So it's things like this that start to show up the sort of smaller squad we've got. And I, I just hope it doesn't come back to bite us. One of the uh, the STV site is really good for for checking up on on who's sitting on what in terms of disciplinary points. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really quite handy. So next game up is Hearts against Dundee United. And, well, from what I've seen, I thought Hearts played all right. They got beat 2-0 off Dundee United, but I thought that, that Black was looking really good. He seemed really keen, uh, especially when he had his shooting boots on, although he obviously didn't score. But yeah, Dundee United leapfrogged Hearts, and I don't know. I'm wondering if Hearts are now going to be worrying about 
can they finish in the top six? Do they want to finish in the top six? I mean, there's a there's a potential for another Edinburgh Derby if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's got to be a worry for them because they, they really are on a slide. I think I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it was uh, Ian Black and his shooting boots because did he not go off injured in this game? I think like Hearts just aren't the same side without Ian Black in the centre of the, the, the team. Yeah. I seen that when he played Celtic. Yeah, Laurie's been bigging him up and, and and trying to get across that he isn't just a thug. And I think this season he has showed that he he has got a lot of desire. He's uh, he's, he's had a, a couple of re- really good goals, some some decent bits of skill leading up to those goals. I've been impressed with him. He's, he's starting to use his sort of tough side for good rather than evil. <laughs> yeah, I saw in the predictor. I went for a, a home win, a one 0 victory to Hearts. Laurie went three one. He was really quite confident. Chris, you went 2-1. So we were all wrong. And the next game up is Kelly against Hibs. I thought that, that Kelly would have won this because I think I was still thinking back to the, the Rangers win and obviously I hadn't seen them get thumped off Dundee United during the week when I made my prediction. So I, I went for 2-1. Laurie went 2 each. Chris, you went 1 each. And Hibs came away with this winning 3-1. Things are just getting... Going from bad to worse for Kelly, uh, Hibs. They're just they're just not a decent side. I know that they, they scored a few goals against Motherwell, but I just don't know how they're they're managing to do this. Yeah, the the, the problem with Hibs for me just now is is not so much going forward because I mean, they, they did they cost us problems midweek, but my problem just now is kind of at the back because I mean there's a, there's a couple of penalties they conceded from certainly sort of nothing nothing challenges as well and we get through a couple of other times as well so it's, it's really the goals at the back they need to stop they need to stop um, looking because I think uh, I think with the guys they've got playing up front and a wee bit of creativity they've got they'll get some goals um, but no I, I, to be honest I wasn't really surprised that they, they managed to take the points because as, as we mentioned earlier Kamarnock seem to be you know, a side out with maybe Rangers at the moment they're they don't seem to be able to pick up very many points, and they're, they're kind of heading back down that table. But could be a huge, could be a huge um, away win for 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 uh, Hibs that given given the other results this weekend. So they'll be they'll take great heart from that, and you'll maybe start to kick off. What about the uh, Royal Donovan's goal? There's no way he meant that. I think that took a deflection off a defender. <laughs> it was as if he was looking about. He was doing the, the old thing that that happens at, at our level of football. Yeah, the ball goes up in there. You're looking about. Where is it? Where is it? And then he just seemed to just hit it. It was he didn't know where it was, and yet he swung a foot and just casually top corner. Yeah, there was no, there was no way he was uh, he was trying that. I think he was just knocking the ball forward a wee bit. But they, they did a really good camera angle, I think, from, from behind one of the goals. And you see it leaving his boot, and it's, it's going nowhere else other than the top corner. Yeah, it was a good goal, but so, so was Dean Shields. There was a lot of yeah, bend. There's a lot of bend on that. And again, you got the good camera angle behind the goal to to really show it off. Yeah. Um... I think the, the other two goals were pretty... Well, they were good finishes by Sores, but I think the defending left a lot to be desired. Yeah. I feel sorry for Cammy Bell because he seemed to have a pretty good game. And yet, he's considered three goals and come on up be defeated again. Yeah, well, once again, he's, he's been a standout for them this season. A very good keeper. And I think it was last season, the end of last season, there was talk of moving on. But I, definitely a, a standout. Him and Pascali at Kelly this season anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, yes, I've said, I keep saying it. I think Pascal is a big loss. They come on up, do seem to be slapping down the table a bit now. Well, Hibs can be uh, going forward or not seems to be the, the key here. Um, it's possible Hibs 
are going to start picking up points just because they outscore their, uh, their pretty poor defence. They could obviously couldn't do that against Motherwell midweek, but the Kilmarnock didn't really offer much in this game, and Hibs managed to score another three goals. That's six goals in two games. Yeah, can't really fault them for that. Just like yeah. I said, they're sitting they're sitting minus twenty five goals at the moment. They're they're minus thirty four. So uh, I think Inverness are minus fourteen. So I mean, as it's um, they're conceding far too many, but the plus plus point at the moment, or certainly on Saturday, it looks as though they've, they've found their shooting boots. But um, massive games coming up for um, for for, for Kilmarnock, Hibs, and Dunfermline at the weekend. Yeah. So the the final game on Saturday was St Johnson against Dunfermline, which finished three one to St Johnson. And from what I've seen in the highlights and from what I've read, St Johnson strolled this really. They never really looked threatened. Uh, I thought Sandaza played well again. Always impressed with him when I see him. Uh, Murray, Murray Davidson, he scored, didn't he? Uh, first goal of the season. Yeah. Uh, and Dunfermline in goals, Chris Smith, again. It's just... But I had a I thought. They had a couple of good saves did. and then what? they'd flap at one that hit the post. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a shame to pick on him, but, but aye, that was, it was terrible when it was a free kick that he just let it just flow over and he was lucky when it hit the post and, and luckily went safe. I've wrote down notes for this game and I've mentioned uh, the Paul Burns goal for the pars and I've mentioned a Gary Caldwell-like star jump. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much a goal at nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's a good finish. I mean, don't, don't want to take it away from him. I think maybe the goalkeeper was a bit unsighted because there was another Dunfermline player in front of him. But, I mean, don't take it away from Burns. It's a good finish. It's just, that was pretty much Dunfermline's only decent chance. Yeah. And I think that's got, that could be the difference at the end of the season. I mean, Hibs are, Hibs are scoring, Dunfermline just aren't. They're not even creating much. Yeah, oh aye. Hibs, if you look at the, the personnel that they've got up front, they're always going to be dangerous with Griffiths and O'Connor. If we, if they can get O'Connor back to the form he was in at the start of the season, then aye, they, they could be scoring goals. And well, you touched on the fact that they need to outweigh the, the goals that they're leaking. But yeah, Dunfermline, I, I have to say that they're, they're very, very strong favourites to go down for me. They're three points behind at the moment and Hibs have got a game in hand. Uh, you're then going to eight points behind Inverness, who have got two games in hand. So it's looking like a two-horse race at the bottom. But one positive with the the split is that it does it does bring that a little bit closer. It does make that that battle a, a little bit uh, tighter because yeah. they are going to have to play. They, they play the teams That's around it, them yeah. rather than having yeah. to play Celtic Rangers again. But I, I don't want to talk up the the split too much because I'm not a fan either. <laughs> 16 team week 16 team week Chris no, nobody's listening they'll maybe ask for your opinion but they'll, they'll not listen oh no they'll ask it and then they'll ignore it because the chairman will think we went oh no no we want a 10 team week because we want to split yeah. the money 10 ways we want to play Celtic Rangers four times a season that's it I, well personally I'd probably go bigger than 16 but what do I know I'm just just a fan that's all the games on the Saturday and on the Sunday it was Inverness against Rangers and it was live on Sky Sports. The the game itself finished 4-1, and Rangers really, I think it was five minutes in, they scored their first goal, and they, they never they never looked under any threat. Inverness scored to make it 3-1, but but even then, no, I was confident. The, the new guy, Andy Little, I say new guy, but he's been at Rangers for probably about three seasons now, <laughs> but yeah, you don't get to see him very often, I thought he had a brilliant game. 
Something like his first go- game in 13 months or something. I think his first, first start, start in 13 yeah. months, maybe. I remember him when he made his debut against Celtic at right back, which is a bit strange for a guy who was described as a striker. Uh, they, were, they were saying that in the, the highlights, I'm sure, that he's played maybe three or four different positions. Yeah, he was, well, he was right back and then he went off in that game injured and he's played right wing. And I think it was McCoyce was talking about him a, a season or so back and, and just saying that even even Little doesn't know where what his position is. But yeah, I was, I was impressed with Kurt Broadfoot as well at left back. I know a lot of people are uh, critical of him because he, he's, he's not technically gifted, but I thought he'd done pretty well. There was a couple of times he was in the box and he was he was holding the ball up well and he's maybe not got the skills to show off, but... But aye, he'd done a decent job and I, I thought he was solid when he when he headed the back off Kerkar's head. Well, <laughs> Kerkar instantly went down in a heap and we seen the, the, the blood was almost instant. But Broadfoot just got up straight away and started chasing the attacker. It just didn't phase him at all. So aye, so he gets credit for that. But yeah, I remember the, the crowd weren't too happy when the, the referee blew the whistle for Kerkar. But then the camera just immediately went to him and you seen the blood that's what the referee has to do. He's there to ensure that the players are safe. But he managed to come back on, which surprised me. I thought that was going to be a stitch job. The only thing that stops big uh, broadfoot in his tracks is a, a dodgy microwave <laughs> egg, is it not? <laughs> Just don't let him listen to the microwave. Simple I was trying to avoid using the, the egg in his face joke, but you know, <laughs> went there. So <laughs> I tried doing an egg in the, in the microwave after that, and it's actually quite efficient. <laughs> 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 it does explode. Oh, I thought I thought uh, McCulloch as well. He hit a a blast, a shot, and it did go over the line from what I seen. Yeah, it looked like it was over the line to me as well. I mean, I think the pace is just the linesman's got no chance of climbing that. It was it was a bullet, and aye, <laughs> it was a it was a, a slow motion. It was a still frame. I think I seen that told me it was over the line because when it happened, there was no way I was I was thinking I was going to claim for that. I think maybe that kind of counteracts the fact that the, his, his, the goal he did get was maybe marginally offside. I, I mean, it's he, he, the the freeze frame I seen of it, he was leaning forward compared yeah. to the defenders. So if you judge if if you judge where his feet are, he's onside. But if you judge a part of the body he can play the ball with, that's it, he's technically yeah. offside. I've seen a couple of uh, sort of interpretations of that kind of bit of the rule, and I don't know, maybe. I suppose he deserved a goal somewhere along the line. But I, I can see what you're saying because, well, you could hit the ball with your shoulder, so technically. But then, again, we're looking at it in the, the, the freeze frame, the, the slow-mo and the linesman. I don't want to be too critical to them because I definitely wouldn't be able to see it live. No, I mean, they're, they're very tight decisions. You can't really, you can't really criticise a linesman for getting uh, a, a, tight, a very tight decision wrong. Yeah. It's the blatant ones you can blame them for. I'd be a rubbish linesman. I, I wouldn't even get the, the throw-ins right. I would just... <laughs> I may as well put the flag down because I just wouldn't raise it at all. Uh, so we need to watch what we're saying about throw-ins. I don't know if uh, Greg's seen it, but there was a, a, a dodgy throw-in at the Celtic Motherwell game, which uh, certainly set Stuart McCall off at one point to the point he was I, pushing the fourth official. I had a shove at the fourth official. I, I didn't see it, but the, the guy was sitting next to me. I said, hey, McCall, you shoved the fourth, fourth official. But I think it was done in a... Jokey, I, 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 I was too far <laughs> away from it to see it properly, but uh, a few of my mates are in the, the main stand at Celtic and they were saying, nah, it was a joke, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, uh, no doubt uh, Vincent Lunny will be pouring over that one as we oh, speak. Right. <laughs> but the compliance officer, busy as usual. So, hi, Rangers, Rangers done their job then. 
good result for him because I think talking to a couple of Rangers supporters last week they were saying God, you know Inverness last place you want to go off the, Definitely. Off the, off the back of a couple of bad results but 3-0 in 20 minutes was it not 3 goals in 20 minutes something like that Game right, over. Uh, 35 minutes maybe yeah, it, was, it was comfortable oh, it was yeah. I think it was the first time that they'd ever scored 4 goals in Inverness I'm sure that was mentioned during the game you right yeah I know, uh, I've never really seen Rangers having much trouble up, up there. It's always Celtic trouble seem to struggle in, in, in Inverness, but Rangers always seem to get the three points anyway. Maybe, no, maybe not as comfortable as they did on Sunday, but certainly they always seem to come away with the three points any time I've seen them. Aye, so that's, that's us covered the, the games in the SPL. I thought I'd mention the, the Paul Band bet from last week, and a wee reminder of the, the games, or the, the bets, the teams that we had, uh, he had bet for Kilmarnock to win, and they got beat off Hibs three wins. So yep. I the bet. The bet's over to start with. I'm not very good at reading out these bets. I maybe should have left that to, to second last to try and build up a bit of suspense. <laughs> First one in, I've said I've lost already because he got the St Johnson one right, Cowdenbeath, Dumbarton, and then the, the last one I've got down here is Berwick against Easterlin, which I thought would have been a banker, but no, Easterlin won that 2-0. Really? Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> three correct, two wrong. Right, so the, the Paul Band bet this week, and again, once again, it's done by Paul Band, so it is the Paul Band charity bet. He has went for Cowdenbeath to beat Airdrie United. He's went for Stranraer to beat Berwick. Stenhousemuir to beat Forfa. Falkirk to beat Ayr. Ross County to beat Queen of the South and the odds are I've got decimal odds here I, I didn't take a note of the fractional odds but 20.4 and the £5 on that gets £102 and 5 pence so that's a oh, 5 pence good five pence. that's a, a fairly that's a decent decent return how much money's in the, the uh, charity pot at the moment well <laughs> winnings winnings is £45 45. Yeah, we, just, uh, Paul got it right the first week. The, the first yep. week we did it. I think it was a Hearts game. I can't remember who they were playing. But yeah, he got that right. And then I just thought, right, that's it. We're going to make a, a shed load of money for charity. And now we're, we're here many weeks later. I'm only, uh, I'm only asking, so I keep a note of that so that you don't redirect any of that money to govern. It's <laughs> <laughs> charity deals just now. I don't want only 40 quid reaching there. Oh, I heard about that earlier. The the is it the, the Rangers Milan Legends game, yep. which was a, a charity game, is now going to have include Rangers <laughs> themselves as a charity. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing conflicting reports because well originally the ticket price was ten pound, and I hear now that it's been increased to twelve pound for an adult. Oh, and on one hand, I'm hearing that now charity isn't going to get as much money, but then on the other, I'm hearing that it's the extra two pound that's going to Rangers. So I, I'm not sure. I suppose if it's going to, if it's not going to impact charity, then fair enough. But I think Rangers need to clarify that one, or they're just going to get a hammer with a PEL on this one. Oh yeah, I think it's already happening. <laughs> so I thought we'd move on to talk about the Scotland game that's happening during the week. Just really touching it, maybe give our predictions. Scotland are playing a friendly against Slovenia, and surprisingly, the BBC hasn't picked it up, Sky hasn't picked it up, and it's on prime time live. It's on pay-per-view on primetimelive.co.uk or I think they've got a channel on Sky and on Virgin but it's 4 
for the match. Who's going to pay four ninety nine for a friendly match between two teams that aren't going to be in the European Championships? Especially when Sky are showing things like Republic of Ireland, Czech Republic, or Northern Ireland versus Norway, I think it is, they're playing. I'm sure England will be playing yeah. somebody. Holland, I think. Is this is this the, the company that, that showed the England game maybe a year ago, maybe a couple of years ago? I'm, sh- I'm sure it was because they'd they done, they done an online stream and I think that was the only place it was available. I don't think they had a... A, a channel, if you like, a traditional I think, I channel. Think right, that, that does it. Definitely the online, the online stream, but definitely rings a bell. It could yeah, be a little bit. It could be right, yeah. Like Chris is saying, I mean, how much a TV, how much money is that going to generate? I don't, I mean, I didn't know that game was on until I looked at the BBC website about two hours ago. It's just, who cares? It's hard <laughs> enough getting, getting excited about an international, but a blooming friendly, do us a favour. Team full Englishman. <laughs> Well, it's not so full of Englishmen anymore because Matt Phillips has pulled out. That's right, all the Englishmen are dropping it to watch the to watch Holland game. <laughs> so, you want to give predictions for this for this score for a laugh? All right, let's say one 0 Scotland. Charlie Mulgrew to score it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go on nothing each. <laughs> We're really bigging up this game, aren't we? Oh, I don't know. I think Levine's going to he's going to mix it up. It's going to be an experimental lineup, and he's going to go all out. It's going to be forget this four six zero or whatever. It's going to be the opposite. He's going to have nobody at the back. It's going to be a, a humping four 0 Scotland. Oh, I'm telling you, it's going to be the Slovenians are going to be crying. Good luck. Moving on to the the SPL predictions and the first game up. The weekend is Aberdeen against Celtic, and it's a 12 o'clock kickoff, so it'll be an early rise if you're going to it, Chris. Yeah, I am. Oh, aye, you'll a, be up early. That's a, I'll make my sandwiches. Take <laughs> <laughs> a picnic. What time's the bus leaving for that, Chris? I don't get the bus, I drive. Drive? Just blame it. What time are you leaving? Uh, for a what, half 12 kickoff, roughly. Well, that'll be 8 o'clock in the morning, maybe. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. I haven't even got my work at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's nonsense. Yeah, I, I, I start work at 8, so I don't mind. Jeez, oh, oh man. Still a lion. <laughs> uh, it's not ideal. I bet, I bet public transport would be an issue. Aye, that early it's possible. Yeah, I don't know what like, the trains are on a Saturday. Right, so for the, the game itself, I'm going to go for a, a Celtic away victory. What is that, the... The 18th win in a row in the SPL. 18th league win in a row, maybe the 21st domestic win in a row. Aye. Uh, I've also written down here, was it 580 minutes without losing a goal in the league? Yep, that's the same one I've got. <laughs> I think I think Fraser Foster's within touching distance of Ab Douglas SPL record is seven clean sheets in a row. Right, I'm going to go for a clean sheet Celtic. I'm going to go 2-0. Do not away victory. Yeah, I'm I'm with you in that one. I think that's that's. Uh, I don't see Aberdeen um, troubling that, that Celtic defence like uh, like Chris was saying. They, they they played well on Saturday and they're just they're on this run at the moment. So they'll be really. I think they'll be uh, there'll be an extra wee bit of effort to try and you know, get these records and keep these clean sheets. So I'm going to go two 0 as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with a, a, a clean sweep pair with 2-0. <laughs> I think, like, to be fair, Aberdeen are still unbeaten this year, so they, we can't really take that away from them, but something's got to give in this game, and I think it's going to be Aberdeen's record, to be honest. I think Celtic have got the title in their sights, and they're going to they're going to get the 11 remaining points that they need to win it. Oh, yeah, I, I, 
as quickly as possible. Yeah, I don't think there's any, any question about that now. So next game up is Dunfermline against Motherwell. I say it every week, but Dunfermline are just rubbish. <laughs> Motherwell, I don't know. I think they, I think they're going to they're going to win this, but I'm just not sure how many goals to give them. I don't think Dunfermline are going to score. I'm going to go for I'll go a two 0 again, two 0 to Motherwell. I'll go three 0 <laughs> I think it'll be dead easy. Uh, I wish I wish I shared your confidence. Uh, to be honest, Dunfermline gave us a decent game up at up at Fir Park, although we did a we did have Craig sent off after 20 minutes, which maybe wasn't such a bad thing. But um, we're missing Lasley on Saturday, and he's been he's been probably the, the the player of the player of the season so far. And when he doesn't play in the side, we miss him big time. Um, so it might depend who comes in to take his place. But I would hope we would have enough in the tank um, to see off see off Dunfermline. But I think it's going to be two one. It's going to be a wee bit closer. 2-1 and the next game up is Hibs against St Mirren I can see Hibs scoring goals in this one I think they have got that uh, O'Connor and Griffiths up front I think they've got goals but they're going to leak goals as well I don't think it's going to be too exciting I'm going to go for a, a one each draw here I think I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs I, I agree with you I think Hibs are, Hibs are quite capable of scoring goals I think St Mirren they've only just scored one goal and Whatever it was I said earlier, <laughs> as far as the, the amount of minutes yeah. scored and hadn't scored 400 odd. Yeah. Um, I can't see, I can probably see St Martin getting a goal, but I can't see them getting any more than that. So, yeah, 2 1 Hibs. I think I'll go, I think I'll go to each. Uh, Hibs will score. I think St Martin are not a bad side this season. I, I know they're sort of dropping down the table a wee bit in recent weeks, but I think they're, st- they're still playing a decent brand of football, so we're going to gamble on them getting a couple of goals to each. Next game up is Kilmarnock against St Johnson. And Kilmarnock, they're, they're not really scoring a lot of goals. They're, they're not, not really on a decent run of form at all. I think they will score a goal, but I think they're still going to get beat off St Johnson, who, who are looking really good going forward. And I think they're going to come away with a 2-1 victory. 2-1 to St Johnson. Uh <laughs> Uh, I would have to say 2 0 St Johnson. I think uh, Kilmarnock, they just haven't impressed me since losing Pascal. I, I, I know I'm obsessed with Pascal, but <laughs> it's just they, they do seem to have lost it a bit. Dean Shields is kind of picking up the slack a bit, but I think St Johnson have been pretty good on the road this season, so I think they'll get, they'll get the win. 2 0. Yeah, I could really do a Kilmarnock victory on Saturday because St Johnson are right in their tail at the moment, but I've got to agree, I, I can't see it. I can't see it coming this weekend with St Daza and I think Sheridan's back as well now with St Johnson so I think they'll I think they'll win I think it could be 3-0 3-0 and the next game up is Rangers at home to Hearts and Rangers are they've scored quite a few goals in their, their last five games uh, they're sitting 13 goals that's very impressive then you compare that to Hearts who have scored one I'm going to go for a home victory I've said over the last couple of weeks that I, I don't know where Rangers are going to get their goals from, but, but that Inverness game has got me a bit more confident. I'm going to go for a, a 3-0 here. I think that... Hmm, could be slight bias there, but yeah, I'll go 3-0 Rangers. <sighs> Tough one to call this. As much as as much as much everything statistically points at a, um, a Rangers win, and, and the fact Hearts have been pretty poor the last couple of weeks, you, you just can't help but feel that at some point they might turn it around. Whether they've got enough to beat Rangers, I'm, I'm not so sure about, but I think they might scrape a draw. I'm going to go one each. 
it's one each in the opening day, so <laughs> if Laurie was here, he'd be having kittens. Uh, <laughs> Laurie was here, he'd be betting his shirt and his house and everything else he owns on it, because he seems to be... He's on a wee run, isn't he? <laughs> he's a permanent fixture in Ladbrokes at the moment. <laughs> I honestly don't know what's going to happen with this game. I think It's the same problem as I had last week when I was trying to predict Rangers. I don't know what squad they're going to have when they, this game comes round. I think, is there not... Administrators have got 14 days to start to decide what they're going to do about paying money and stuff. And that 14 days is nearly up if that's the case. And I think they're talking about playing staff cuts, being known maybe Tuesday, Wednesday this week. That would tend to fit in with the 14 days. Who knows what happens with Rangers there? I mean, Rangers are quite capable of beating Hearts. I mean, Hearts away form has been pretty poor. Uh, Why would tell you that myself? Rangers aren't Hibs, so. <laughs> not, not much chance of heart scoring away from home. I'm really tempted to see a ball <laughs> land here. I don't think I'm going to. I think I'll go one 0 Rangers. Yeah, I, I agree with what you say. You just don't know who's going to be there, who's going to be playing. Aye, uh, it's a close one in call, especially with everything that's going on. So that's us for the weekend. But then we've got a game on Monday, which is Dundee United against Inverness. Monday night football. I'm not sure we're going to have Gary Neville standing in front of his big screen, but it's Monday Night Football nonetheless. I'm going to go for a home victory for this one. Dundee United are on a, a, a decent run. I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory. Yeah, I've got to agree. I can't see anything other than Dundee United winning this. I know Terry Butcher was absolutely raging after the, the Rangers game and pretty much the same as he was when uh, Celtic knocked him out the cup a few weeks ago and it was... He was just saying that the team didn't turn up and the bear wholesale changes and he's had the same performance against Rangers up there so maybe he's going to have a wholesale changes again here but Danny Wright's form's too good at the moment I think they'll be looking to get a home win under their belt ahead of the the cup tie against Celtic the week after so I think I'm going to say two 0 Danny Wrighted. I am. I'm going to agree with you. I think as you've touched on there, I think the form at the moment. Um, points to the home and I think they've got their confidence up as well they're sitting in the fifth spot they've got St Johnson in their, their sights as well so that might just be enough to um, to spur them on and, and do away with Inverness I mean Inverness aren't, aren't the worst side in the league but again at the moment they've, they've kind of reverted back to what they were doing at the start of the season and they just don't seem to be able to get many points in the world recently and I, I can't see that changing on Monday night so it's in a warm win and so that's us done with our predictions and that's us got to the, the end of the, the first podcast without Laurie so I thought it went well. It's been a quick one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think we've managed to stretch it out quite a bit. <laughs> it's been good, yeah. So thanks again for, for the two years coming on. Yeah, thanks for the invite as usual. No bother. So did I get an invite now or am I just a co-host? <laughs> oh yeah, you're now down as a co-host, definitely. But as I say, there's no salary increase. You don't, you don't get expenses or anything like that. No, I'm just expected to turn up every week now. <laughs> That's it, <laughs> I need, I need a note from my mammy if I don't turn up next time. Although that's what I expect from sick note Greg. <laughs> I see. I, I like the odd, I like the odd wee coffee in there, so I don't want to get committed to this co-host nonsense. I'll just, I'll just stick with guest. You just a guest. All right. right. Means I can have the odd Monday off. <laughs> Please excuse Greg from the podcast. He was in Aberdeen <laughs> and he's in a wee bit of a snap. <laughs> right. So we'll maybe see both of you next week. Aye, maybe. Uh, I'll eat it, it's in my contract now. Ah, it is. Aye, that's, that's it, signed and sealed, yep. Right, thanks a lot guys, eh? Cheers. Cheers, right, thanks guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.